0: You think. Welcome to the IWork Cream Zone. I hope you're never the same. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned in to the IWork Radio Show with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Back. Yes, that's right, back from our second annual cruise your way to a better marriage retreat. Yes, we were working last weekend. This was not a vacation. For those of you listeners, every one of my guests said Jim and Martha are out on a cruise. That was not exactly... partial was partial. It was we were, complete truth. We were on a cruise. <laughs> it was not a, a, a... It was a fantastic, fantastic, weekend, but more on that. I'd like to thank Ivan Miranda, not only for doing a great job today, which he will do, but also for doing a great job with my two guest hosts last mm-hmm. week. Ivan will be taking your calls later on today when we give away a book. Hey, you're entering the I Work For Him zone. You know, just a couple of things. I work for him. It's not a program that you sign up for. There's no 800 number to dial. There's no special gift awaiting you if you sign up. Well, that's not
1: true, Martha, is it? We can always give something away. Well, But I work for him.
0: It's a mentality. It's a way of living. The special gift is an incredible relationship with your Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. You know, I work for him is about starting a workplace revival. In the it, it, um, everywhere you go for Jesus, you know whether you work. <laughs> have I not been on the radio for a few days? You
1: had some time off.
0: <laughs> it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom of God are ignored, and recognizing your workplace as your mission field, and in that mission field. You may be the only Jesus that your co-workers and employees ever meet We talk about a paradigm shift all the time And that's what it takes It takes a changing the way you think In fact, that's scriptural Romans 12.2 says Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world But let God transform you into a new person By changing the way you think Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone I hope you never look at your workplace the same again in our never ending I Work for Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today we're talking about building a solid legacy at home. That's right, at home. Really, we're doing a marriage retreat cruise, it's not preview. Post-view.
1: Yeah, post-game.
0: It's a post-game report That's what review. it is. The Marriage Retreat, Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage 2015 Post-Game Review, brought to you by Jim and Martha Brangenberg. And why, Martha, would we talk about this on a workplace ministry show, radio show?
1: Because we have learned that there is a huge connection between how you are in your workplace and the, the condition of your marriage at home. And so we feel it's very important to be investing in people's marriages so that they have a good mindset when they go to work.
0: It's not too late now for you to start considering going on next year's Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat. Here's one of the highlights that almost every couple wrote in their comments. They said, it is so cool to not have a cell phone, to not be bothered by... Mm. Not be interrupted by their children. Interrupted. That was the word they used. It was interrupted was no by their children. And to not have the regular distractions of day-to-day so they could actually focus on strengthening their marriages. You can't do that anywhere else in the world but on a cruise ship. Because everywhere else, they've screwed it up by letting you have wireless access for your cell phone. And now, even on your cell, on the ship, you can get wireless access. It just costs Two hundred dollars yeah. for five days. For a mere fee. For a small fee of fifty dollars a day, you too can have wireless access on on the show. Or on the ship. All right. Couple a couple of things. A scripture. Psalm one twenty seven one. It says, Unless the Lord builds this house, the builders labor in vain. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just review what does it look like to build a strong marriage? Because if you're not building a strong marriage, it will reflect on how you do your work. And I, we always try to do, the days that Martha and I are on the show together, we try to give you as couples, whether you're, whether you're a couple now, a soon-to-be couple, or a post-couple looking to be a couple again someday, if you want to have a strong marriage, there's things you got to do. It's work. And so we're talking about that. And of course, this week, Martha, is National Marriage Week.
1: It is.
0: Unbelievable. Did you know that there was a National Marriage Week?
1: Yes, because you put it on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> There's but more nat- than no. <laughs> That's right.
0: National Marriage Week is the week of Valentine's Day each and every year from February 7th to February 14th. And in honor of National Marriage Week, we're going to do a show related to marriage. Oh, but next week we're going to do a show related to marriage, too, on Tuesday. And that will be in honor of the previous week being National Marriage Week.
1: Of, of having just had Valentine's in. National Marriage.
0: All right, let's just read something off the website. And if you ever want if you want to look at what uh, is National Marriage Week is all about, go to nationalmarriageweekusa.org. The benefits of marriage. Here here's the benefits of marriage, Martha. Let's read this together. Married adults live longer lives, have better health and greater personal happiness.
1: Children raised by both parents at home perform better in school, have less addictions, Less teen pregnancy and less trouble with the law.
0: Marriage is the unsung anti-poverty program.
1: Single motherhood is greatest cause for poverty among women and children.
0: Married adults have more wealth and financial stability.
1: Healthy marriage saves U.S. taxpayers
0: uh it it costs
1: okay costs 112 billion per year for divorce and unwed childbearing
0: wow and, and that's just off of a website and i would tell you there's a whole lot better benefits i mean honestly solid marriages build solid kids mm-hmm. solid Families build solid churches. Solid churches could build a solid America. We need strong families throughout the country. So, Martha, on our cruise your way to a better marriage, 2015 style, we focused on four topics. What were those four topics?
1: We did. Um, We focused on forgiveness, and we focused on Dating. uh, dating, and we focused on. The good fight. Mm, Fighting. Fighting. How can fighting be part of a good marriage?
0: Tune in three weeks from now and you'll find out.
1: And lastly, we focused on leaving a legacy.
0: And in fact, we learned regardless of what you do as a couple, you will leave a legacy. It's your choice whether you leave a positive spiritual marital legacy or not.
1: That's right. That was very powerful. All
0: right. But the first session was about forgiveness. But before we do, I really wanted to read a little bit of that article from Shanti Feldhahn. Because one of the things that Martha and I have learned as we study marriage, and Martha and I, to understand the focus, we uh, spend a ton of time uh, each and every week working with married couples to, to help them, get them the tools to have stronger marriages. And one of the things we have realized is that there's a lot of discouragement, Martha, among the younger people about marriage.
1: Yes. I think I heard a thing that really made it really resonated for me when you are told that you have a cancer that has a very low survival rate. You don't even have any hope going into it a lot of times. And that is how marriage has been perceived to this generation. So you're
0: saying marriage is like cancer?
1: Um no. <laughs> Just Go with me on this for a moment. Okay, all did right. I, did I lose your she, track? She
0: liked to retract that statement. Marriage is not like cancer. I she was drawing a picture analogy. Yes.
1: So much like when you're told you, if you have a cancer, if there's a very low survival rate, it's very discouraging. The same thing has been being told about marriages saying there's a very low survival rate with marriages. So going into marriage, people are already discouraged. Because right. They're like, what are my chances of it? Working
0: So the media has been pushing for almost 40 years that the divorce rate is almost 50%. And Shanti Feldhahn, along with a a bunch of people, spent eight years studying the statistics and found this result to be true. The divorce rate among first-time marriages, 25%. -hmm. People! That means they inflated the rate by double. Why? To discourage you about marriage so you wouldn't bother getting married, so you wouldn't fight the fact that... People of opposite sex shouldn't be getting married People shouldn't be married to their dogs and their cats People shouldn't be married man to man Female to female They discouraged us to make it say well, What does it matter if everybody else wants to get married Nobody else stays married anyway I mean, that was part of the process. That was part of progressivism in the United States is to just discourage people. Because if you don't have strong marriages, your country falls apart and the need for God stops to exist. And people just, they they get so discouraged and it's a whole downhill slide. So they've been lying to us about marriage for 40 years.
1: Well, and unfortunately, it was a statistic that people were quoting that Barna said that when, in fact, they were misquoting it. But then when somebody hears it and they think it's a real thing, they quoted it to somebody else and so on and so on. So like this wildfire got out there saying that when it's really wasn't the truth.
0: They actually then did a survey of people that actually are actively married people actively attending church Mm -hmm. and they found that the divorce statistic, it's lower. People who have been to church in the last week, their divorce statistic is somewhere between 21 and 22 percent. Which so is amazing. Ch- so church actually makes a huge impact. We're not, t- And we're talking about people who are active involved in church. Not necessarily Christ followers, but people active in church because it has that much of a positive impact. And the couples today having a struggle in their marriage, if they're willing to fight it out five years from now, 80% of them are still married. Because it doesn't matter how what the problem is in your marriage. If both the husband and the wife are willing to work on it, that marriage... Can survive regardless of what the issue is, and, and we're about ready to start seeing these same statistics among gay people who are now getting married because they're going to start getting divorced. They've been begging to get married, now they're going to start getting divorced as well because they're going to yeah, have the, never same, issues. About that. Sure, have the well, same issues. Sure, uh, you're going to have the same issues. Well, they've already started because now we're, where marriage is legal for homosexuals, they're actually going to they're actually allowed to divorce as well. Sure. So we'll start to see that. All these people begging to be married, they're going to start having the same kind of issues. All right, so that was just the statistic to just encourage you. Listen, pass this on to your children. 21 to 22% of those people actively involved in church, they're getting divorced. But 79, 78 to 79% of marriages, first-time marriages, last a lifetime.
1: Mm-hmm. And there were some interesting comments, too, when you add in widows and things like that. So I just want to make sure that people know where they can get this information for themselves. There's okay. a book out there that's called The Good News About Marriage by Shanti Felden. And um, you can get it at most of your local Christian bookstores. But
0: of course, cars. but of course... You can get it there, but you should get it at Karis Christian Books and GISS. Right, Martha? Sure, that'd be awesome. Why didn't you just plug the bookstore? I can't even get it.
1: Well, I don't know. I was feeling very, you know, Open. I want to make sure they know. All right, so the name of the book again the, was what? The Good News About Marriage. The and Good News About really good Marriage good by news. Shanti Feldhahn. It's a wonderful book to read because you can you learn so much about the good news that's really out there.
0: And we will post this tonight on the website so you can start passing this around because everybody needs to know the truth about this, that divorce is not inev- inevitable for married couples. One out of Five. And honestly, I can tell you, if you think you're one of those one out of five, if you'll just work on your marriage, you'll be one of those zero out of five people. Mm -hmm. All right. So we started with our first topic. So it almost
1: lets you be on a soapbox. Kind of, because it was something you're so passionate about.
0: Well, it did get me in a soapbox. (laughs) Well, I'm just sick and tired of people lying. I'm just, you know, they're lying all the time. Lie, 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 lie. The media today do not believe just what the media says. Doesn't matter who they are, you need to check the facts. And Mm -hmm. you can't expect journalists today to have any integrity because the majority of journalists, I can't say that. But I'll tell you what, a lot of the journalists that right write for newspapers and national publications, they've lost their journalistic integrity. They're not researching the facts. Well,
1: I think that's one of the things I really like about this book, is she explains the process that they went through and the years that they took and how many people they met with. And she's a statistician, and she had a statistician working with her, yet she was able to put it into words that you and I can understand and, and learn from.
0: All right, so again, we're talking about this on the I Work Ram show because, listen, <laughs> You go to work every day, but you come home to a spouse. You come home to a family. And we need to know how to function as a family. And and, and honestly, if your home life's a mess, it impacts your workplace. And if your workplace is supposed to be your mission field and your home life's a mess, you're not going to be effective in your mission field. So you need to be working on your marriage at home. And if you're listening and you're not married today, maybe someday you will get married. Or maybe you've got some of these same issues you need to deal with. So listen to these things, not only for you, but for your children, for your grandchildren. Because listen, you're leaving a legacy for the children, and your grandchildren, whether you like it or not. You're leaving a legacy. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? So, Martha, we picked four topics for this year's cruise that were different than last year's cruise, and they were based on the things that we saw that couples needed to talk about the most. Mm -hmm. And forgiveness is one of those ones that was right at the top. People are struggling with forgiveness. And it wasn't just forgiving their spouse for doing something wrong against them. What other kind of forgiveness were we talking about?
1: Um, We talked about it could be forgiveness against maybe their upbringing, other people that have been involved and made an impact in their life, um, and then also self-forgiveness, forgiving them for decisions that they've made or where they've come from in the process of where they're at now.
0: We find a lot of couples really struggle with moving on from the past and dealing with what what has been portrayed as the shame of the past for them, when that's the enemy calling them to be shamed for it, but you've got to be able to forgive Yourself of your past, the things you did before Christ, the things you did before you got married, even if it was with you and your spouse, the things that you did before you got married—you got to be able to forgive yourselves because a marriage will constantly be hampered if you can't forgive each other and yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Very powerful.
0: That's all I got to say.
1: No, I'd love to talk about the okay. some more. Right,
0: well, let's just read some of that we, we had some say. We, we, we put together a binder for people, and, and here's one of the, Mahatma Gandhi said this, and I don't agree with everything Mahatma Gandhi said, but I really agree with this one. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong.
1: Mm. It does. It takes a lot to forgive. And then Demi Moore, should, what did she say? She said, the things two people do to each other, they remember. If they stay together, it's not because they forget, it's because they forgive.
0: All right, so today we're talking about forgiveness. And Martha, before you go in, you wanted to talk about one of the songs that we highlighted. And we got to highlight our book, but I wanted to read these these couple of statements that were part of our book book that Binder we put together. Sometimes people haven't apologized because they're ashamed. Forgive them anyway. Sometimes you have to be okay with a sorry you never got. Forgiveness unblocks your blessing. Do it. You're worth it. And also, forgiveness doesn't excuse their behavior. Forgiveness prevents their behavior from destroying your heart. We're talking about forgiveness because in your marriage, in your personal life, regardless of whether you're married or not, if you're living an unforgiving life, and you call yourself a Christ follower, well, you're in direct disobedience to your Heavenly Father. But unforgiveness doesn't hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. Unforgiveness destroys
1: you. Hmm. That's very powerful. Um, we were we shared a song that was um, told to us about. It's called "Forgive," and the singer is Sarah Runner. And there was just some powerful lyrics in it, and the part that I just wanted to focus on was what we've learned in a lot of people is that it's comfortable to hang on to that unforgiveness, to hang on to the hurt, because that's a lot easier than working through it and letting go of it. And one well, of
0: the- sure, it's kind of like that that. Uh- that canker sore in the inside of your mouth. Instead of doing something about it, or maybe it's a toothache. Well, you just Splitter. get you just get used to it. Yeah, but it doesn't do you any good. No, it doesn't. It, it destroys you eventually, and, it
1: re, and you're reminded of it over and over again. And one of the words of the song says, "If you want to, ri- do you want to rise above the comfort of the curse? Uh, if you want to live, forgive. And it, how free If you want to
0: live, forgive.
1: That's right." And that was the key line of this whole song. And it just was powerful because it. uh, often we just want to hang on to that curse because it's comfortable. And we really don't want
0: that. In the short term, being angry and bitter really feels empowering. It feels like you actually can accomplish something with it. But in the long term... It only hurts you. Hey, it's time for our book highlight segment. And today, the special version of our Christian, that's the special edition of our book highlight segment, is brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts in honor of our youngest daughter, Sarah's birthday. Happy right. birthday, sweetie. Happy birthday. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for over 29 years, located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo. There are 2,400 square foot stores open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcaris.com.
1: That's shop. C-H-A-R-I-S.com.
0: Be the first person to call into a studio line today at 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929, <laughs> and I will send you a copy of the book we highlight today compliments my gorgeous wife, Martha, and her staff at Care's Christian Books and Gifts. Martha, the book today is...
1: Forgiveness by June Hunt. And it's a small little book with a lot of helpful information about just learning more about forgiveness and letting go.
0: So if you need to learn how to forgive... You need to call into the studio line right now. If you're suffering with bitterness and anger towards somebody, call into the studio line right now. Learn how to forgive as your Heavenly Father has forgiven you. Mm -hmm. 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right. When we come back, Martha, I want to really dig into the details of what is why is forgiveness so important in our marriages and in our personal lives, and that's why we're highlighting that book today because people, just about everybody, struggles with forgiveness.
1: Sure, because it even could be with a customer that has wronged you in your business. You know, learning how to really deal with that and move.
0: Mm, That's unbelievable. Well, it's not. You mean customers? Come on. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You mean engineers at the board? I mean, come on. Okay. (laughs) Welcome back to the I Work For Him show. I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm joined by my gorgeous wife, Martha.
1: My gorgeous, (laughs)
0: my Martha. Thanks for listening, Tampa Bay and around the world. Yes, we've been around the world on our cruise. Your way to a better marriage retreat, who many of you got tired of hearing about last spring. But we had twenty-eight of us on a cruise this weekend, investing in our marriages. Eat your heart out, Tampa Bay and across the country. You're all welcome to join us next year in the early spring. We don't have details yet because
1: we we don't have any details details yet. yet.
0: But before we get back to our discussion, Martha, I want to thank Eric Most, Craig Most, Bob Most with Most Insurance, found online at mostins.com. For auto, home, life, and business insurance, please, please call Most Insurance. Let them know you're hearing about them on the I Work for Him Show and that you want to bring your business there because you appreciate the fact that they are supporting the I Work for Him Show. Look all their information up online at mostins.com. I'd like to also thank Luke Andrews and Dave Cruz. Luke and Dave. Dave and Luke. It's not what they offer. It's who they are. They're Christ followers who are financial advisors, and it impacts how they will advise you because they've got a biblical perspective. These guys are great friends of mine. Look them up at crossplan.net, crossplan.net. These guys are awesome. You got to talk to them. All right, Martha, we're talking about one of the topics that was part of our marriage retreat cruise, forgiveness. And we're going to highlight these over the next 4 weeks, but forgiveness was the number 1 topic. Why?
1: Well, because it was it's really important that people have a level playing field. And if you are working on a relationship and you are harboring unforgiveness with that person, it's really hard to move on. You really can't be true and honest with each other if you're keeping score.
0: You know, I found it interesting when I was putting all the documents together, Microsoft Word does not recognize that word, unforgiveness.
1: Unforgiveness, really?
0: It did not. It said it was misspelled every time. Did- they don't apparently understand what unforgiveness is.
1: Did We make it up. Maybe it's not a real word.
0: Even if we did, we're going with it. So don't call in about that. But you could call in to get our book we're giving away today, which is About Forgiveness by June Hunt. If you'd like to learn better how to forgive yourself of your past, forgive those in your past who have hurt you, forgive your spouse, you need to get a copy of this book, Forgiveness by June Hunt. Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. Call now. We're only giving away one copy. All right, Martha, we started off with this question. We asked people the question.
1: Have you ever found yourself recounting the past sins of your spouse when you were arguing?
0: You know, All the couples we've ever dealt with, one of the pure signs that they could really use a little mentoring is the fact that they're having an argument and one of them, it's not. Just one sex or the others. I mean, it's both of them, when they start getting mad about something, then they go back and they recount a list of past issues, past sins. And it's an incredible detail, and it all comes vomiting out in anger.
1: Yes, and that's when you know that there's unforgiveness. Now I'm worried about using that word. It's not a real word. (laughs) It's
0: a real word. What are you worried about? You make up...
1: Unforgiving.
0: Part of the Haynes family tradition, which is Martha's maiden name, is to make up words. (laughs) So regardless of whether this word or not... We're going with it. So we
1: could just add it to the dictionary in Microsoft Word.
0: Right. That's right. So if you've got an issue when you're having an argument with your spouse or with somebody else and all of a sudden you bring back up all the issues they've ever had with them over the last 17 years, Mm. you probably need to work on forgiveness in your marriage. All right. So, Martha, what role do you think uh, forgiveness plays in marriage?
1: Well, a very important one because um, God demands it from us. Okay, but what
0: role does it play, though? What
1: role does it play? Well, I think it's a link to um, a closer relationship.
0: Well, that's stealing my next point, because really what we found, the role, it's a critical role. It's something that needs to happen all the time, and it really joins together. There's a relation between forgiveness, and as you were saying, an intimacy in a relationship.
1: So really, you meant good answer.
0: Great answer, honey. (laughs) Way to go. Ivan, did you give away the book?
1: Right. We did. Oh, we gave away Way the book. Go. Very
0: good. Okay. All right. Somebody's gotten the book. Sorry, you waited too long. Okay. We forgive you. We forgive... Well, it's really not that big of a deal. I wasn't going to get bitterness about the people that didn't call, because I don't know who they are. Okay. okay. All right. So, but if you've got unforgiveness... Uh, if you've got thanks Larry to calling him, winning the book. That's awesome. Call back. Make sure you give Ivan your info. Apparently Larry called without his info and he has to go look it up so he can call back with his. That's right. Okay. All right. But if you've got an unforgiveness problem with your spouse, it will impact your relationship. It will create a barrier, a wall Mm -hmm. to intimacy. And we're not talking just sexual intimacy. We're talking about intimacy, a deepness of your relationship. All right. So Martha, when, when people don't forgive, how does it start to? Impact them.
1: Mm, well, it does a lot of things. It can make them angry um, by having that harboring in their heart. They can become bitter. Um, there can, like the wall, it can create a separation in their relationship because they've got something between them that's unresolved, and uh, that's a that's not a good place to be. And um, it also, we talked about collateral damage that when you have that. Need to forgive somebody, and you don't other things just fall apart around it too
0: well, I mean, yeah, and the collateral damage, I mean, there's so much collateral damage it you know a lack of forgiveness can start to impact your health. It's, it destroys your trust because you start – one of the things we know that you know, we try to point out to people when they're they're having unforgiveness issues in their relationship, not only do they recount the 17 past sins of their spouse, not only not related to what they're arguing about, but we also find that people who have an unforgiveness problem tend to have arguments with those imaginary people in their head. They're real people in their head, but they're imaginary conversations because it's not with a real person.
1: They never actually are working it out, so it- – may feel to them like they've been working on it a little bit, but they really didn't
0: right so if you're so if you're if you find yourself having arguments with people in your head, you probably have a forgiveness issue because you can always win those arguments in your head because those are not real people
1: <laughs> and you're writing the script
0: <laughs> and you're writing the script on both sides of the conversation yeah. and and really when you don't forgive you're really I mean, you're asking for your marriage or your other relationships to just be destroyed.
1: Mm-hmm. You are because you are you're holding on to something um, that's going to that's choosing to keep you separated from those other people.
0: Yeah. And really, person. I'm sorry, I thought you were done.
1: Or the other person. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it, what what are some of the things that we've seen? When we look at marriages that, that we've worked in, what related? Let, let's just look at um, marriages as related to the workplace and how unforgiveness um, really impacts the workplace. How about that husband who is working all the time mm-hmm. and his wife uh, is angry at him mm-hmm. because he's working all the time, and yet we find that a lot of wives may be angry at their husbands for working all the time, yet they don't. They don't say anything to their husbands about them being angry that they're working all the time. And so they're angry and bitter about something that the husband doesn't even know. I mean, that was one of the other statistics that came up this weekend, is that the majority of issues, certainly from a man's side, is that a lot of times the man just doesn't even know that there's a problem. Right,
1: right because he doesn't, he thinks, well, men are created as the husband of the home to provide and protect. You tell me about that all the time, that it is in your DNA to provide and protect. So a lot of men equate with having to work really hard and get the projects done And working overtime or late at night to providing. And so they lose out on the fact that they're missing that time with their spouse by providing for them. So a lot of times women have a resentment towards that when they appreciate that they're being provided for, but they'd much rather have the husband's time. If they don't have that conversation, it can start to build up bitterness and then become where she doesn't forgive him, but he doesn't even know that he needs to be forgiven. But the other side of that is the husband that says, "I'm going to be home, I'm going to put this project aside, I'm going to get home," and then they don't, and they've broken a promise.
0: Mm-hmm. And then start to kill trust.
1: It does. It kills trust. So it's hard to forgive them over and over again for that.
0: But here, I mean, that was a problem almost unanimously for men prior to the '70s. Now, this is a problem, can be equal side. I mean, there are right. just as many women overworking women as there are men overworking. Right. And so this can be on either side of the equation today. Hey, when when women said they wanted equal rights to everything, they got equal rights to this kind of trouble as well. Because women have a tendency towards being workaholics, just like men do. We all like to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but, but the same thing, it's that... You know, you can't expect your spouse to know there's a problem unless you're willing to communicate that problem.
1: Right. And then what we we talked about after that is how do you know that it's really a problem is when it keeps coming back up and you haven't forgiven it. You haven't been able to have a decent conversation about it and and figure out a whether it's a compromise or come to an agreement or truly an apology and a forgiveness. Um, you, if it just keeps coming up in the arguments, then you know hmm, this is something we probably need to explore a little bit more and talk about a little bit more.
0: Well, and, and I know this is jumping ahead a little bit, but next week we're going to talk about dating and why dating is so important—not just when you're leading up to getting married, but after you're married. And, and what we're what one of the ways to uncover how can you recognize that you have an unforgiveness problem is you got to be able to have conversations. With your spouse
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's so important that we have conversations but what we find is that most couples never allow themselves to have that conversation time.
1: What were you thinking about the word never because you I said right. never because <laughs> we always say you can never say never and always because then, or anything yeah. and everything yeah, there you go but it is very common to be so busy letting life just pass you by that you're not actually talking face-to-face shoulder-to-shoulder whatever it might be having a real conversation and that was one of the huge benefits of our retreat weekend was giving the couple's time and topics for them to actually discuss and have grown-up conversations
0: (laughs) without interruptions yes without a cell phone interruption tv interruption radio interruption that's right even talk talk show host interruptions and with just being able to sit there and look in each other's eyes yep we had a lot of breakout sections on the cruise where we just made people look at each other and have a conversation
1: you don't ever have to worry about being hungry on a cruise no there's no food
0: interruptions no
1: i mean or you just go get some food that's no problem
0: I gained 17 pounds on the cruise. You did not. No, I didn't. I didn't step on the scale today. Are you I kidding? I did
1: not step on the scale. No.
0: Who's <laughs> stinking way was I stepping on the... I will check it tomorrow and then see how I'm okay. doing. All right. So how can you recognize if you have an unforgiveness problem? If it keeps... The issue that you've got keeps rolling around in your head. And, and honestly, this is something the enemy loves. That You need to recognize that you, your marriage has an enemy and it's not your spouse. The enemy of the universe, Satan, absolutely wants to destroy your relationships, and he can do it very successfully and easily With if you won't forgive people.
1: Mm-hmm. And somebody had what maybe some people would think of as a very spiritual answer to this, but think about when you are getting ready to take communion and you are praying to the, your father and saying, God, what inside me needs to be asked for forgiveness, that first thing that comes to your mind, if it's something to do with your spouse, you know, you need to deal with it. That's something that or whoever it is that it comes up with. But, you know, that is a a practice of asking the Lord, you know, what what is in between me and you and um, going and dealing with that? You
0: know, one of the things we also point out all the time in marriage mentoring is that if In a marriage relationship, actually in any relationship, we've got to stop pointing fingers because Mm -hmm. there is nothing that I can do to fix Martha. Not that she needs to be fixed because she's pretty stinking perfect. But if she had an issue, I can't fix her issues. She does make up funny words sometimes. But she's got an issue. I can't fix those issues. She has to work on her own issues, and I have to work on my own issues. And, And it's great that Martha can point those out to me, but she can't fix me. You know, uh, And you, you can't fix your spouse. You can't fix your friends. You can fix you. And you can do that with the power of the Holy Spirit working through your life, made possible by your Heavenly Father, brought to you by Jesus. So, you know, it's... <laughs> that was <laughs> it's not, good. Sound <laughs> like a great commercial. <laughs> it did. Uh, it's, so, it's so important we recognize you can't fix your spouse to stop trying. You can pray for your spouse... But pray for your pray in yourself what is it lord reveal in me what it is that i'm doing to cause an issue in my marriage what kind of unforgiveness issues do i have what is driving my anger my frustration my bitterness Martha a couple of bible verses what were your favorite two that we highlighted
1: um Ephesians 4:32 says be kind to one another tender hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you and i love that as god in christ forgave you because okay, if you're going to make that equal to what I need to do, then that bar is set to perfection. So because God forgave me unconditionally, so I need to do that same thing and be tenderhearted about it at the same time. Matthew six fourteen says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And we had a great discussion about that one that, um, you know, we harboring unforgiveness with other people um, our Heavenly Father doesn't harbor that to us you
0: know, there's a common theme there Colossians three thirteen says bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive a- and here's the point people listen to this just stop right now and listen to this if you're not forgiving people, that's like the parable of the the, the wicked servant who who begged his master to forgive him ten thousand talents of gold, which by the way, lots of money there. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. And and he was forgiven all of those debts. And then he went out in the street and he had a guy owe him a buck fifty. And the guy couldn't give him the buck fifty, so he threw him in jail. I mean, that's as stupid as this is. We've all been offered forgiveness of everything we've ever done, everything we're doing right now, and everything we're going to do, and yet we have a hard time forgiving our spouse for some stupid little thing. Holy mackerel, people! Bang your head against the wall and focus on that concept. Today we're talking about forgiveness. We're actually doing a Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage 2015 post-game report, the things we talked about on our cruise, so you can get an appetite for joining us. Us next year on our Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage 2016. Stay tuned. Lots more to come on that. All right, Martha, right before the break, we're talking about verses about forgiveness. And and I read Colossians 3:13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. You know, but there's limits to, to God's forgiveness, right? There's certain things that God forgives, but there's certain things he just won't forgive, right? No. No. So so what it's saying no? No. So what it's saying here is if God's forgiven you of everything it means you need to forgive everybody of everything. Yep. But Peter said, "Lord, how much how many times am I supposed to forgive my brother? 7 times?"
1: 7 times 70. So I only have to do it 490 times. No. As many times as you need to, to get it right. <laughs>
0: Did you see the face she's giving me? What are you doing to me, Jim? All right. The point of this is when Jesus said no, 70 times seven or 77 times, depending on what version you're, you're reading, what translation you're reading, it's infinity. We've been forgiven infin- ten, infinitesimally all of our sins. So you have no right. If you're a Christ follower, you have no right to hold back forgiveness from anyone. For what you have been forgiven, you need to forgive everybody, and that's something a lot of Christians really struggle with. Wow, well, I can't forgive them for that. That was just unbelievable. And there are some people out there listening. I understand you've had some horrific things done to you, and I'm not I'm not saying that that you need to start hanging out with that person. I'm not saying saying that you need to you know be their friend on Facebook. I'm saying you need to forgive him because forgiving does not let them off the hook. Forgiving lets you off the hook. Forgiving allows you to move on with your life. Forgiving allows you to live without that bitterness hanging over you like a black cloud.
1: Yeah. And and that doesn't mean that there's still not details that have to be worked through. um, But the ultimate example is what it where's your heart at in the whole process one of the things when we were talking about couples and um, you can't change your spouse and all that kind of stuff but a lot of times if you pray for your heart to be fixed either those irritants don't matter to you any longer or you're able to see why god made that person that way why they do what they do because not all of them are You know, he ran into my car and on purpose because he was mad at me. You know, not everything was is purposeful. Sometimes people do things to us um, that they don't even realize. And so, being able to see that um, there is good in others and being praying for yourself.
0: You know, we watched it. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, David. Okay. Okay, um, we watched a short video uh, online as Dave and Ann Wilson's testimony, and you need to look that up. We should maybe put a link to that. Sure. But Dave and Ann. Uh, Dave was a pastor. Anne was a pastor's wife. And Dave was in the name of ministry neglecting his family. And for ten years, they were going through this. Anne is bitter about Dave being busy. Dave is clueless. He's going about doing doing the work for the Lord. And they're out celebrating their ten year anniversary. And Dave has asked, hey, I'd rate our marriage, I'd rate our marriage a nine point five. And Anne said, I would have rated it a point five. So how do two people end up like that? And it was because of a lack of communication and really a lack of forgiveness. But to communicate that forgiveness and in the middle of this 10 year anniversary celebration and says, I don't even know if I have feelings for you. I don't have feelings for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And Dave's shocked about this. And it was all Dave's mission field was the was the ministry place. He was a pastor of a church and he was neglecting his wife. And, but his wife hadn't communicated it to him clearly either. So he was clueless and she wasn't communicating. And that's sometimes the way men operate, clueless. And, and But she had an opportunity, but never took that opportunity to just get in his face. But again, they weren't dating either. They were never taking time to talk because he was so busy doing great things for God. And understanding that that's a violation of principles. Your number one responsibility is your relationship with your heavenly father. Your number two is your ministry to your spouse. Your number three is your children. But in the end... They were able to both ask forgiveness of each other, and they moved on, and they're now married over 30 years.
1: And where that started was that the Holy Spirit really convicted Dave that his relationship with God wasn't right. So in front of his wife, he got on his knees and prayed for, and asked for forgiveness. And then Anne saw that his heart was being changed. And so then they were able to work on that forgiveness together.
0: And he wasn't in a right relationship with his heavenly father because heaven, he couldn't hear his heavenly father say, Stop. What you're doing for me is damaging your marriage, and God won't yell. He won't yell. You have to give Him an opportunity to speak in that still small voice. All right, Martha, we're coming to the end of another I Work for Him show. If you want to know more about forgiveness, you need—it's all over the Scriptures, but there's all kinds of great resources out there. You need to learn to forgive, and it's not impossible. Hey, I'm looking for a thousand people in Tampa Bay to take the I Work for Him challenge, to become part of the I Work for Him nation. I'm looking for a thousand people to start praying for their coworkers and employees. A thousand people to start looking for ways to reach outside of work to those same employees and coworkers. A thousand people to start looking for ways to serve those people. A thousand people to start looking for ways to pray with people and then opportunities to pray. For, pray for and pray with those people a thousand people to be the best and brightest example of a person in your position in your workplace I'm looking for a thousand people to contact me via Facebook or email that you're willing to take the I work for him challenge and stand up for Jesus in your workplace and to be Jesus in your workplace email me or contact me via Facebook email me Jim at I dot com we're Christ followers who own our own business but ultimately I work, work for him, him.